These are the daily Bible readings for August 9th, or day 221. A prayer to implore God's help before any action. Assist us, O Lord, we beseech thee, with thy gracious inspiration, and further our efforts with thy continual help, that every prayer and work of ours may always begin with thee, and by thee be happily ended. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Book of Esther, Chapters 1 and 2 In the days of Asuerus, who reigned from India to Ethiopia, over a hundred and twenty-seven provinces, when he sat on the throne of his kingdom, the city of Susan was the capital of his kingdom. Now in the third year of his reign he made a great feast for all the princes and for all his servants, for the most mighty of the Persians and the noblest of the Medes and the governors of the provinces in his sight, that he might show the riches of the glory of his kingdom and the greatness and the boasting of his power for a long time, to wit, for a hundred and fourscore days. And when the days of the feast were expired, he invited all the people that were found in Susan, from the greatest to the least, and commanded a feast to be made seven days in the court of the garden and of the wood, which was to be planted by the care and the hand of the king. And there were hung up on every side sky-colored and green and violet hangings, fastened with cords of silk and of purple, which were put into rings of ivory and were held in place with marble pillars. The beds also were gold and silver, placed in order upon a floor paved with porphyry and white marble, which was embellished with painting of wonderful variety. And they that were invited drank in golden cups, and meats were brought in diverse vessels, one after another. Wine also in abundance and of the best was presented, as was worthy of a king's magnificence. Neither was there any one to compel them to drink that were not willing, but as the king had appointed, who set over every table one of his nobles, that every man might take what he would. Also, Basthai, the queen, made a feast for the women in the palace, where the king Asuerus was used to dwell. Now on the seventh day, when the king was merry, and after very much drinking, was well warmed with wine, he commanded Malman, and Bazatha, and Harbona, and Bagatha, and Abgatha, and Zethar, and Charkas, the seven eunuchs that served in his presence, to bring in Queen, queen Basthai before the king, with the crown set upon her head, to show her beauty to all the people and the princes, for she was exceeding beautiful. But she refused, and would not come at the king's commandment, which he had signified to her by the eunuchs. Whereupon the king, being angry and inflamed with a very great fury, asked the wise men, who according to the custom of the kings were always near his person, and all he did was by their counsel, who knew the laws and the judgments of their forefathers. Now the chief nearest him were Charsena and Sethar and Admatha, and Tharsis, and Mares, and Marsana, and Mamuchan, seven princes of the Persians, and of the Medes who sat, who saw the face of the king, and were used to sit first after him. What sentence ought to pass upon Basthai, the queen, who had refused to obey the commandment of King Asuerus, which he had sent to her by the eunuchs? And Mamuchan answered in the hearing of the king and of the princes, Queen Vastai 
hath not only injured the king, but also the people and the princes that are in all the provinces of the king Asureus. For this deed of the queen will go abroad to all women, so that they will despise their husbands and will say, King Asuerus commanded that Queen Vasthai should come into him, and she would not. And by this example, all the wives of the princes of the Persians and of the Medes will slight the commandments of their husbands. Wherefore, the king's indignation is just. If to please thee, let an edict go from thy presence, and let it be written according to the law of the Persians and of the Medes, which must not be altered, that Vasthai come in no more to the king, but another that is better than her, be made queen in her place. And let this be published throughout all the provinces of thy empire, which is very wide, and let all wives, as well as of greater and of lesser, give honor to their husbands. His counsel pleased the king and the princes, and the king did according to the counsel of, of Mamochan. And he sent letters to all the provinces of the kingdom, as every nation could hear and read in diverse languages and characters, that the husbands should be the rulers and masters in their houses, and that this should be published to every people. After this, when the wrath of King Asuerus was appeased, he remembered Vastai, and what she had done, and what she had suffered. And the king's servants and his officers said, Let young women be sought for the king, virgins and beautiful, and let some persons be sent through all the provinces to look for beautiful maidens and virgins, and let them bring them to the city of Susan, and put them into the house of the women under the hand of Agus, the eunuch, who is overseer and keeper of the king's women, and let them receive women's ornaments and other things necessary for their use, and whatsoever among them all shall please the king's eyes, let her be queen instead of Vasthai. The word pleased the king, and he commanded it should be done as they had suggested. There was a man in the city of Susan, a Jew, named Mardokai, the son of Yair, the son of Semai, the son of Sis, of the race of Yeminai, who had been carried away from Jerusalem at the time of Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, carried away. Yoconias, king of Judah. Oh, at the time that Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, carried away Yeconias, king of Judah. And he brought up his brother's daughter, Edisa, who by another name was called Esther. Now she had lost both her parents and was exceeding fair and beautiful, and her father and mother being dead, Mardukai adopted her for his daughter. And when the king's ordinance was noised abroad, accord and according to his commandment, many beautiful virgins were brought to Susan and were delivered to Ejeus the eunuch. Esther also among the rest of the maidens was delivered to him, to be kept in the number of women. And she pleased him and found favor in his sight, and he commanded the eunuch to hasten the women's ornaments, and to deliver her to her part, and seven of the most beautiful maidens of the king's house, to adorn and to deck out both her and her waiting maids. And she would not tell him her people nor her country, for Mardokai had charged her to say nothing, at all of that. And he walked every day before the court of the house in which the chosen virgins were kept, having a care for Esther's welfare and desiring to know what would befall her. Now when every virgin's turn came to go into the king, after they had been done for setting them off to advantage, it was the twelfth month, so that for six months they were anointed with oil and myrrh, 
and for other six months they used certain perfumes and sweet spices. And when they were going in to the king, whatsoever they asked to adorn themselves, they received. And being decked out as it pleased them, they passed from the chamber of the women to the king's chamber. And she that went in at evening came out in the morning, and from thence she was conducted to the second house that was under the hand of Susagaz the eunuch, who had the charge over the king's concubines. Neither could she return any more to the king unless the king desired it, and had ordered her by name to come. And as the time came, orderly about, the day was at hand when Esther the daughter of Abihail, the brother of Mardukai, whom he had adopted for his daughter, was to go into the king. But she sought not the women's ornaments, but whatsoever Aegeus the eunuch, the keeper of the virgins, had in mind, he gave her to adorn her. For she was exceeding fair, and her incredible beauty made her appear agreeable and amiable in the eyes of all. So she was brought to the chamber of the of King Asurerus, the tenth month, which is called Tebeth, in the seventh year of his reign. And the king loved her more than all the women, and she had favor and kindness before him above all the women. And he set the royal crown on her head and made her queen instead of Vasthai. And he commanded a magnificent feast to be prepared for all the princes and for the servants, for the marriage and the wedding of Esther. And he gave rest to all the provinces and bestowed gifts according to princely magnificence. And when the virgins were sought the second time and gathered together, Mardukai stayed at the king's gate. Neither had Esther as yet been decla- yet declared her country and people, according to his commandment. For whatsoever he commanded Esther observed, and she did all things in the same manner as she was wont at that time when he brought her up a little one. At that time, therefore, when Mardukai abode in the king's gate, Bagathan and Thares, two of the king's eunuchs, who were porters and presided in the first entry of the palace, were angry, and they designed to raise up the king and to kill him. And Mardukai had notice of it, and immediately he told it to Queen Esther, and she said to to the king in Mardukai's name, who had reported the thing unto her. It was inquired into and found out, and they were both hanged on a gibbet. And it was put into the histories and recorded in the chronicles before the king. The book of Proverbs, chapter 12, verses 1 through 14. He that loveth correction loveth knowledge, but he that hateth reproof is foolish. He that is good shall draw grace from the Lord, but he that trusteth in his own devices doth wickedly. Men shall not be strengthened by wickedness, and the root of the just shall not be moved. A diligent woman is the crown to her husband, and she that doth things worthy of confusion is a rottenness in his bones. The thoughts of the just are judgments, and the counsels of the wicked are deceitful. The words of the wicked lie in wait for blood, the mouth of the just shall deliver them. Turn the wicked, and they shall not be, but the house of the just shall stand firm. A man shall be known by his learning, but he that is vain and foolish shall be exposed to contempt. Better is the poor man that provideth for himself than he that is glorious and wanteth bread. The just regardeth the lives of his beasts, but the bowels of the wicked one are cruel. He that tilleth his land shall be satisfied with bread, but he that pursueth idleness is very foolish. 
He that is delighted in passing his time over wine leaveth a reproach in his strongholds. The desire of the wicked is the fortification of evil men, but the root of the just shall prosper. For the sins of the lips ruin draweth nigh to the evil man, but the just shall escape out of distress. By the fruit of his own mouth shall a man be filled with good things, and according to the works of his hands it shall be repaid him. The Epistle of Paul to the Romans, chapter 10. Brethren, the will of my heart, indeed, and my prayer to God is for them unto salvation. For I bear them witness that they have a zeal of God, but not according to knowledge. For they not knowing the justice of God, and seeking to establish their own, have not submitted themselves to the justice of God. For the end of the law is Christ, unto justice, to everyone that believeth. For Moses wrote that the justice, which is of the law, the man that shall do it shall live by it. But the justice which is of faith speaketh thus, Say not in thy heart who shall ascend into heaven, that is, to bring Christ down. Or who shall descend into the deep, that is, to bring Christ up again from the dead. But what saith the scripture? The word is nigh thee, even in thy mouth and in thy heart. This is the word of faith which we preach. For if thou confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and believe in thy heart that God hath raised him up from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart we believe unto justice, but with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. For the scripture saith, Whosoever believeth in him shall not be confounded. For there is no distinction of the Jew and of the Greek. For the same is Lord over all, rich unto all that call upon him. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? Or how shall they believe in him, believe him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach unless they be sent? As it is written, How beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace, of them that bring glad tidings of good things. But all do not obey the gospel. For Isaiah saith, Lord, who hath believed our report? Faith then cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of Christ. But I say, Have they not heard? Yes, verily, their sound hath gone forth into all the earth, and their words unto the ends of the whole world. But I say, Hath not Israel known? First Moses saith, I will provoke you to jealousy by that which is not a nation. By a foolish nation I will anger you. But Isaiah is bold and saith, I was found by them that did not seek me. I appeared openly to them that asked not after me. But to Israel, he saith, All the day long have I spread my hands to a people that believeth not and contradicteth me. The Prayer of St. Bede the Venerable After Reading the Holy Scriptures Let me not, O Lord, be puffed up with worldly wisdom which passes away, but grant me that love which never abates, that I may not choose to know anything among men but Jesus, and him crucified. I beg thee, dear Jesus, that he upon whom thou hast graciously bestowed the sweet savour of the words of thy knowledge may also possess thee, font of all wisdom, and shine forever before thy countenance. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.